On today's show, the All-Star Game is tonight. The Yankees have six players representing the Bronx in L.A. We'll talk about them and what I'd like to see from them in the game. Last night's home run derby winner is the guy everybody wants, but will the Yankees even try for him? And the MLB draft was this week, or is this week, it's still happening, and we'll go through the Yankees' picks so far. All that and more next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. I'm your host. I'm a former baseball writer, now podcast host. And I love the Yankees, which is why I host this show. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the like button and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. Also, feel free to comment if you feel so inclined. So, All-Star Game tonight in L.A. I will say watching the Home Run Derby in daylight was very strange last night. You know, used to seeing that where maybe it starts off in the day. You know, because the sun doesn't set until late in the summer anyway. Um, But seeing it happen during daylight hours was kind of trippy. But cool. Dodger Stadium is a cool place. I've only been once. Was there 20 years ago. Got one of the worst sunburns of my life on my face. But I enjoyed it. That's one of those places you need to go to. Because you see it so many times on TV. And at that point in 2002, I I remember the, I watched the 88 World Series and I knew all about the Dodgers lore and, you know, I'm one of those mid-70s babies. So when I first started watching baseball, even though I didn't really understand what was going on, you know, the Yankees and the Dodgers were a pretty good rivalry because they kept meeting up in the playoffs. And my first real clear memory of a playoff series was the World Series in 81 that the Yankees lost to the Dodgers. So... Yeah, going to Dodger Stadium was very cool. I recommend that everyone does it at least once if you can. And yeah, last night was fun. Although I will say, I really thought that they were going to rig that for Pujols. It seemed that way. Although it seems, it came out after the Derby, that ESPN miscounted Kyle Schwarber's home runs and he should have tied Pujols. So that's interesting, but it doesn't matter. Pujols didn't win. Juan Soto won. We'll talk about that in a bit because he is the guy that everyone wants now that he turned down $440 million from the Nationals. That's a lot of money. We'll talk about that in segment two. Right now, we'll talk about the Yankees All-Stars. So you have Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Garrett Cole, Clay Holmes, Jose Trevino, and Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez put a picture out of his cleats that he's going to be wearing tonight. They're gold and they have mustaches on the back. And it's not just a picture of a mustache. They're actual furry mustaches stuck to the back of his cleats. (laughs) 
That is something. I really wish baseball would let guys be more creative with their cleats during regular games and not just during exhibition games because some of these guys could have a lot of fun. Matt Carpenter could also put mustaches on his shoes if baseball would allow it and not be jerks about it and fine people for wearing things they shouldn't be wearing. Judge and Stanton are starting judges batting second is what I saw behind Otani. Stanton's in the middle of the lineup. And then Shane McClanahan is starting. That's not shocking. And so you'll see Cole at some point. You should see Nestor Cortez at some point. Not sure how Dusty Baker's going to do everything. But, you know, I just want these guys to stay healthy during the All-Star break. Break? Break. During the All-Star game. I'd like the other guys to stay healthy during the All-Star break. Don't do anything crazy while you're home with your families. You know, play your uh, video games and do that sort of thing. But don't do anything crazy while you're uh, resting. I'm excited for the first-timers. Holmes, Trevino, and Cortez, because it's their first time and no one expected this, this season, really. Not when the season started. Once we got past May and into June, it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that at least two of those guys would be in the All-Star game. I think Trevino was a nice surprise because he didn't even start the season with the team. So (laughs) it's just... It's interesting. Hopefully they'll all do well if they get into the game, because sometimes guys don't get into the game. And if the game ends in a tie in the ninth inning, they will have a home run derby. Now that's a fun idea. I feel like that should happen more often. I know a lot of people would say no, but I like that better than the zombie runner at second base. They already picked the guys who are going to do it. The AL participants, if there needs to be a home run derby instead of extra innings, Ty France, Julio Rodriguez, who hit a lot of home runs last night, and Kyle Tucker. The NL participants, Pete Alonzo, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Kyle Schwarber. So I think they should do that all the time, but baseball would never go for that. They would never go for it. Again, they go for the zombie runner, but they wouldn't go for a home run derby instead of extra innings. I think that'd be so much fun. So in segment two, we're going to talk about Juan Soto and everyone wanting him. And I will tell you a trade proposal that Ethan of Locked on Pirates proposed in our group DM that made me question life. No, I'm kidding. It was something. We'll get into it in segments. But first, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud anniversary earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Not perfect? No problem. There's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and return. And if you need your special purchase fast, in most cases, Blue Nile can deliver overnight. 
Every order is insured and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on Yankees listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement, so use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. Juan Soto rejected a $440 million deal. Now, it was for a lot of years. It's not like they're giving him a you know three-year contract at 440. It was going to lock him up basically for uh, the rest of his career. And he voiced his concerns about it being publicized, but because he rejected it now, um, yeah, all of baseball wants Juan Soto. And that's understandable. And not only that, there are odds about this, and I will read them to you. It seems that they're expecting him some odds makers. I shouldn't say all of them, but some of the odds makers are expecting him to go to the Mets. This is the order it's in. He's most likely, and this is according to Bet Online, he's most likely going to the Mets plus 400, Yankees plus 500, Giants plus 550, Dodgers plus 600, Blue Jays plus 600, Cardinals plus 700, Mariners plus 750, Red Sox plus 900, Astros, Braves, Phillies, Padres, White Sox, Angels, in that order, with the Angels and White Sox at plus 1,400. The rest of the teams are plus 1,000 or more. This is going to be an interesting time these next few weeks. The trade deadline is August 2nd, and it's at 6 p.m. on August 2nd. So you have the whole day to see if the Yankees are going to do anything. They're going to do something. I don't like making predictions, but I think they're going to do something. They, I know some people think they should be happy with the start that they've had, which they should be happy with the start that they've had. But I've said this a few times in the last week or so. The Yankees need to step on throats. No more dilly-dallying. Do as much as you possibly can to make sure that this team not only makes the playoffs, but is built for the playoffs and built to last in the playoffs. There's your key. It's not just making the playoffs. That's great. Yay, we made the playoffs. You don't win anything when you make the playoffs. You don't hang banners when you win the playoffs. You don't get a ring when you make the playoffs. Maybe some teams do that, but not the Yankees. They have to do something. This is one of those trade deadlines when they have to do something. They have to get one of the big names, either Luis Castillo or Juan Soto. Juan Soto is going to be harder, though, because Juan Soto is going to cost a lot. That's the word I'm looking for. So this was the trade that Ethan from Locked on Pirates suggested in our group dm this morning actually he uh, he tweeted it from the locked on pirates account uh really early this morning actually he tweeted it at 5 30 in the morning what was he doing <laughs> i hope he had just woken up and not that he was up all night okay he said for 
Juan Soto. The Yankees should give up Volpe, Dominguez, Peraza, Luis Heal, Luis Medina, plus Glaber Torres, Aaron Hicks, and one of the expendable pitchers. That's a lot. I think that's too much for Juan Soto. He's worth a lot, but not that much. I think that's too much. Let me know in the comments on YouTube and let me know on Twitter at Locked on Yankees. So Volpe Dominguez, Peraza, Heel, Medina, plus Gleyber Torres, Aaron Hicks, and a pitcher. Are they getting anyone else plus Soto? Can't just be Soto for all those players. Volpe and Peraza are good prospects. Now, Lindsey Crosby of MLB Prospects said the Yankees shouldn't, shouldn't trade all three of Volpe, Peraza, and Dominguez, but rather two of them and then find any other pitcher or any pitcher other than Waldachuk, because Waldachuk's having a really good year and the Yankees should hold on to him and keep him and, you know, raise him up through the system and maybe he will be part of the big team coming up because he's doing really well. Yeah, I agree with Lindsey Crosby, and he's more in tune with prospects and how guys are performing. And he said on the show, when I had him on, that he thinks the Yankees should trade Dominguez if they're going to do it, to do it now. And I said, I don't see them trading Volpe. I don't. Unless they suddenly decide that... They don't think he's going to be good enough to be their starting shortstop. And Lizzie Crosby also talked about the fact that Volpe and Peraza should probably be shortstop second baseman. Not both shortstop, obviously. One of them has to move to second. And that they should be the tandem together. You know, the Yankees didn't hold on to Volpe during the offseason and not sign a big shortstop to trade him for Juan Soto. I don't think. I don't think they would do that. I don't think they would do that. Now, speaking of Dominguez, we didn't talk about this. He was promoted to Hudson Valley. And I'm excited about this because Hudson Valley is only like a 45-minute drive from my house, 45 minutes to an hour. And a few friends of mine want to arrange a day where we go see him play. So that'll be fun. That's cool. Good for him. They played a trick on him, too, in Rachel Balkovec's office. They called him in and told them or told him that they were promoting his friend to Hudson Valley, which they were, but that they were also after he, you know, was congratulating his friend whose name is escaping me right now, but I'm picturing him because I'm picturing the video that I watched. And then they said, well, you might as well pack, pack your bags for Hudson Valley too. And he just looked so excited. And I was very happy for the Martians. So yeah, he's in Hudson Valley. Pretty cool. Hit a home run during the Futures game. Good deal. So I don't think the Yankees should trade half the, the prospects away for Juan Soto. And I agree with Lindsay that it should be maybe a couple of the bigger ones, but maybe the Yankees can work something else out and package more of the lower echelon of 
prospects that aren't bad. They're just not at the same level as Volpe, Peraza, and Dominguez. We'll see how that goes. We'll see what the Nationals want to do. But, you know, I could be saying this for nothing. <laughs> I could be saying all of this for nothing and the Yankees don't do anything and they don't get Juan Soto and we're all just going to be sitting here thinking, well, you better go after Luis Castillo. Those are your two options. Either get Soto or get Luis Castillo. But as I said earlier, they have to do something. They have to do something. This can't be a trade deadline where they just sit there and then they make the excuse of, well, we tried. Oh, well, no. Let's not make this another, um, or even when... Did they have the other deadline? Remember when, you know, Justin Verlander went to the Astros? Yeah. Let's not let that happen again either. So the Yankees need to do something. Please. So in segment three, we're going to look through some of the picks that the Yankees have made in the draft because the draft is still happening. I believe they made a pick earlier. Um, Lindsey Crosby of MLB Prospects and Jeff of Locked On Guardians is really into the draft. They both did our draft show. You can watch it on YouTube and listen to it. And they're both really well in tune with what's happening. So um, make sure you follow Lindsay at Crosby Baseball on Twitter. And Jeff is at, let me just double check his Twitter account because I don't want to mess it up. Jeff MLB Draft. Hey, easy enough. That's easy to remember. So yeah, we'll talk about the draft picks in a moment, but first, from the people who invented Healthy and Tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. It's so true. They're good for you. It's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, all delicious. The coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. So go to built.com right now. Make sure you don't miss out because they're going fast and they taste amazing. The best part about built puffs is they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt free because they're actually good for you. They're the perfect treat. Perfect when you have a craving. Perfect when you need to satisfy your sweet tooth. Or like me, you eat them before you work out. That's what I do. So go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Quickly, before we get into the draft picks for the Yanks, can I say that Built Bar, they have a s'mores puff and a cookie dough puff. I've been eating them all week before I work out. They're so good. You, I, I say it all the time. I'm not lying. Go to built.com and order these things. They're so good. They're so good. So there's my extra built bar plug that has nothing to do with the live read. I legitimately love built bar. They're so good. Oh my goodness. Okay. So Yankees in the draft, you know how I'm always talking about how I'm fascinated by the fact that there are so many big guys coming into baseball that it's almost 
normal for someone to be above six foot five, you know, hovering around six, seven, six, eight. Yeah, well, the Yankees first round draft pick is a six foot seven collegiate outfielder. Yeah. Does that sound familiar to you? Mm -hmm. His name is Spencer Jones. He was picked 25th overall. Um, now, he's not exactly like Aaron Judge. He's still, you know, he's 6'7", he's 225. Aaron Judge, 6'7", 282. It's a lot bigger. But it's still 6'7". It's still a guy who can play the outfield. He can also play the infield, I believe, first base. It's just, it's just so funny. I, I just love that the Yankees are like, yeah, we're going for it. We're just going to keep picking, picking big guys. Because look at how well Aaron Judge worked out. Now, their second selection on day one, they picked Drew Thorpe with the 61st overall pick. He's a right-hander. He's from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. San Luis Obispo. That's how you say it. Okay. Damon Oppenheimer said about Spencer Jones, We were very happy to have been able to select Spencer. We love how athletic he is and that he can play center field. He is a legitimate five-tool type guy with big power and plus speed. He has some of the best exit velocity in this year's draft. We are really excited about his ceiling. The 21-year-old boosted that draft stock with a breakout junior season at Vanderbilt. His batting line, 370, 460, 643 with 21 doubles, three triples, 10 home runs, 60 runs batted in, and 14 stolen bases in 61 games. Now, he also is a two-way player, and he missed part of the 2021 season recovering from Tommy John surgery. But scouts view him, he's a lefty, as having the potential to hit for average while producing solid contact and scorching hits past fielders. So, yeah. Um, his exit velocity averaged 103.6 on his 10 swings at the combine. And his hardest hit ball was 112.2. It's funny how exit velocity has become a thing. I know some people don't like it and they don't care. Um, I'm just fascinated by... I'm actually more fascinated by fielders being able to catch balls that are really hard. I've mentioned it before. Can't remember the game. I believe it was against the Blue Jays. Giancarlo Stanton hit a ball 120. <laughs> and I think maybe it was Vlad Jr.? No. Who was it? No, it didn't go to that side of the field. I think it went to the left side of the field. Whoever it was got the ball, because it was a ground ball, but it was 120 miles an hour. And he threw it to first, got Stanton out. But how do you not shake your hand? I know the glove is on it, but 120 exit velocity has to feel rough on your hand, even if you're wearing a glove. So I find it fascinating that this has become a thing that people look for, that they care about that stuff. <laughs> now, Thorpe is only six foot four. I'm just kidding. Six foot four is a big dude, too. And he pitched and played shortstop in high school. And when he arrived at Cal Poly, they determined that Thorpe's future should be on the mound and noticing that he has a good changeup. His four-seam fastball sits in the low 90s, but can touch 96. He's developing a slider. 
It's funny how the Yankees went from being kind of iffy with pitching development to being one of the teams that people rave about when developing pitchers. You know, Matt Blake seems to be some sort of guru at the major league level, and um, it seems to be carrying down throughout the system. It's nice to see that the Yankees are becoming the kind of team where they're being praised for their pitching development as opposed to not being praised for their pitching development. So this past season, Thorpe was third in the nation in hits allowed per nine innings, sixth in whip, 10th in wins, 13th in strikeouts per nine innings. He had 12.81. Oppenheimer said about Drew Thorpe, we love his size and the major league stuff and the command he possesses. Now, as I said, He's touched 96, and this is what Oppenheimer said. We have seen him up to 96, and he has arguably the best changeup in the draft. He is still projectable to add velocity, and his overall ability to create swing and miss is elite. He has the ability to move quickly through the minor leagues with a good major league starter ceiling. So that's pretty good. Those are the two first picks for the Yankees. And um, as I said, follow Lindsay at... Crosby Baseball and Jeff at Jeff MLB Draft, because both of those guys know what they're talking about when it comes to this stuff. I have retweeted some of their stuff into the Locked On Yankees timeline. So if you want to look at what they said about the Yankees picks so far in the draft, you can do that. Now, the rest of the week, Abby will be with me. Yay. Uh, We will talk about what happened in the All-Star game. We will preview the Yankees and Astros because the Yankees don't have Thursday off. Some of baseball does, but the Yankees don't. They have a doubleheader in Minute Maid Park, and we will preview that. And I'm going to be experimenting with something. Um, A bunch of us at Lockdown are going to be experimenting with this. I'm going to do a post-game show. Might not be as long as a regular show, but it's going to be... A post-game reaction to the doubleheader against Houston. This could be either really bad or really good, depending on how the games go. So look out for that. It'll be on YouTube and available wherever you get your podcasts. And yeah. And then on Friday, we'll look ahead to what the Yankees have in their schedule coming up. How everything shakes out. And yeah, it'll be a jam-packed week of information for all of you. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, like and comment on YouTube as well, and click the bell notification so you know when our videos go up. And... Make your second listen of the day locked on MLB prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Tuesday and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you.